0: What's next for the Twins in the Carlos Correa sweepstakes As Trey Turner signs an 11-year, $300 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Plus, reports come out today from Dan Hayes of The Athletic that the Twins are open to trading Louisa Rise. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, December 5th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. On the Lockdown Podcast that records your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker. Three seasons hosting a daily show on the Minnesota Twins. Four seasons writing about the Minnesota Twins at TwinsDaily.com. And I'm coming to you in the heart of the winter meetings with a crazy day. No Twins transactions. No Twins alleged agreements with any free agents, but plenty of rumors, plenty plenty of reports, and one signing that could impact the Twins, and that's Trey Turner signing with the Phillies for 11 years and $300 million. Let's start with that. Trey Turner to the Phillies. This is something I've opened really all offseason up to this point. Turner to the Phillies. Doesn't really change much on the Correa front, Trey going to Philly. I figured they would be, a player in this market. I guess it's a good thing that they didn't sign Correa, but Turner wanted to be out East. That was the report all along. He's from Florida, spring training in Florida, uh, all of it lined up for the Phillies who just won the pennant. They give Trey Turner 11 years and 300 million. That was somewhat predictable. That signing. I think we know that in this shortstop market, there are the Phillies, the giants, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Twins, and then you have some under the radar teams could get involved. The D backs reported today. John Morosi says they're a serious suitor for Xander Bogarts. The St. Louis Cardinals reported today. I think also John Morosi could get involved on the shortstop market. The, the needle the Twins have to thread here if they want to retain Carlos Correa, which everything we've heard at the winter meetings, everywhere, all these rumors, they love Correa. They want to keep him. They had dinner with him Saturday night in the LA area. Just, working really hard to try to keep him maybe outside of the actual money offer, which is the most important thing. If they want to thread this needle, they can't have random teams coming in and swooping up these, these free agents. They really can't. They need it to go in a really certain way. And that's why it's unlikely. They're going to sign Cray. It remains unlikely. They're going to sign Carlos Cray because they need it to go step by step in order. I think it would really help them. This is like almost like a tournament bracket. If you're an underdog in a bracket of a tournament, if you're like, let's look at March Madness, and you are the 12 seed in March Madness, you're opening up against the five. You beat the five seed. That happens all the time. But you're hoping that the one seed gets upset somewhere because it's going to be very hard to beat that one seed. It happens in March Madness. and It could happen with Correa and the Twins. But you're hoping they get upset somewhere so you get a better matchup and a more favorable situation. For the Twins, I think the one seed getting beat is the Giants signing Aaron Judge. Because to me, it's much more likely the Giants would sign Correa than the Yankees were to sign Correa. That's just my my feeling on the situation. The Yankees could sign Correa, but I think they could have signed Correa last year, and their shortstop situation is different in their system. You know, Anthony Volpe's coming, a shortstop prospect, one of the best prospects in baseball. I think that's into the calculus here for the Yankees. They're reportedly pursuing Carlos Rodon pretty hard. It's the Yankees. They can do whatever they want. If they miss out on Judge, they could absolutely pivot to Carlos Correa. But to me, it's more likely the Giants pivot to Correa. We've heard reports Crawford would move to third to sign Correa. If Judge goes to San Francisco, I think that's a key domino for the Twins. And you're just hoping the Yankees stay out of it. But even then, like you still, you still have to win that favorable situation. You're, you're fighting off a lot of different factors. You're, you're dodging bullets, as they say here. And that's, The reality, I mean, if the Twins aren't going to step up with the best offer, which they're unlikely to do so, you need other things to fall into place. You need this to happen, this to happen, that to happen, to lead to this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, it it boils down to you and, and you are the team or maybe one of two or three teams. And he chooses your offer over the others because he's not leaving too much money on the table, right? That's what the Twins need here. They need... Those things to go in place, and I think one of the biggest dominoes is Judge. is waiting for Judge. I think it's clear, and I said that last week. I think is waiting for Judge. I think he's waiting more for Judge than he is for Turner, because whoever loses the Judge sweepstakes, you would think would step up with a huge offer for Correa. You could almost say, hey, here's our offer we offered Aaron Judge. Why don't we give it to Carlos Correa? Not always that simple. Not guaranteed to happen. I think Cora, Correa, and Boris are hoping it happens that way. I think that's the way that they're they're looking at this. The Red Sox are also in the shortstop market. There's like eight to ten teams viable, uh, teams for now. Three shortstops in Bogart. I guess maybe seven to nine now in Bogarts, Correa, and Swanson. And we'll see how it plays out. The Twins. I mean, Rocco Baldelli was on today. Seem like optimistic. They, I think they are going to try their best in terms of you know, that relationship with Correa, but at the end of the day, this, this is a, it's a business. It's about money and Trey Turner made 300 million and you think Correa is going to take less than that. It's still possible. I think my prediction is going to stay. I I'm going to stay with my prediction, although I'm not as confident in it, <laughs> that Correa signs for less than 300 million because now Trey got 300. You, you bet your bottom dollar, Boris and Correa I don't think they're going to stop until they get a better offer than that. Like, I just, I think they will take this thing into February if they don't get a $300 million offer. I think Correa and Boris believe that he's better than Turner. And I also think they believe, or they know that he's younger, that he's younger than Trey Turner and he's 28 and his prime. and. I don't think they're going to take less than 300 at this point in time. And my my whole thing last week was the Twins need to sign him early. This needs to happen quickly for them. They can't afford to wait because they have other moves they want to make. They have money to spend. There's These guys are going to fly off the board. It's a really, really hot market. What else is going on? In the winter meetings, Carlos Rodon linked to the Twins, continues to be Christian Vasquez linked to the Twins. And then maybe the biggest headline of the day, Dan Hayes dropping a bomb that the Twins are open to trading batting champion Luis Rize. What does it all mean coming up after this word from betonline.net? Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. It's very easy to use. Of course, on the desktop always has been, but on the mobile, it's easy to use. It's a, it's a mobile-friendly platform at BetOnline.net. And I know in today's day and age, we use our phones for everything, and you can use your phone to play at BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer. Whatever you're looking for, BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Twins linked to Carlos Rodon continue to be linked to Carlos Rodon. I could end up being wrong with my proclamation yesterday that he's not going to be here, but I'll take my odds. I don't think Carlos Rodon's going to be a twin. But Lavelli and Neal dropped a piece tonight linking them again to Carlos Rodon and saying, I think maybe the twins are trying for Correa and Rodon and the, the courting of Rodon is part of their pitch to Correa. Cause everything we've heard is Correa wants to win. He wants to play for a winner. And if that's the case and he signs with the Cubs, then that was not, I mean, was that really legit? <laughs> I don't think so. Cause the Cubs, I'm not saying the twins have this great team or anything like that, But the Cubs are in the middle of a rebuild. And if he signs there and his main priority is to win, those two things do not coincide. I don't know if that's actually his motivation, but it sounds like it is. And in that case, the Twins would definitely benefit from saying, hey, we're in this market. We're in this market. We're trying to swing this trade. We're trying to do this. We're trying to really improve this team around you. If you come and play for us and you commit to us long term we're going to we're going to try to our best to build a winner around you. We're going to bump payroll, we're going to make aggressive moves. We're going to get in this market for for high risk, you know, starting pitchers. We're going to make those changes because we want to commit to you and and if you want to win, like we're going to do whatever we can to raise our ceiling for 2023 and beyond. If that's the case, yes, they would they will stay in the Carlos Rodon sweepstakes. My whole thing with Rodon is there's so many teams interested in him. It's such a wide Large market. You can win the bidding. You can win the bidding, but are we talking about $160, 170000000 million payroll for the Minnesota Twins in 2023? I would jump with joy on this show. I would love to come on and say the Twins are running $165 million payroll. They got Correa, they got Rodon, they got Christian Vasquez, and they're ready to go. And this is going to be fun. Let's see how it goes. I would love to do that. So the Twins link to Carlos Rodon, link to Christian Vasquez, who I think, you know, as a catcher, to share time with Ryan Jeffers makes a lot of sense. Good defender has hit in the past at Fenway. Didn't really hit in 2022, especially in Houston, but well-regarded defender caught for the Astros in the world series and through the playoffs and was absolutely tremendous behind the plate. Astros, they pitch really well. I mean, they have great pitchers, but I think Vasquez was a part of that. He would be a nice stable force. I think for the twins behind the plate with Ryan Jeffers, those are the main things today on who the twins are linked to. Keep an eye on Rodon. Keep an eye on Correa. Keep an eye on Bogarts. Keep an eye on Vasquez. And there's more I'm sure they have their, their toes dipped into here at the winter meetings on the free agent market. Biggest twins news of the day, though, that came out midish day from Dan Hayes that the twins are open to trading Luisa Rice. This is so interesting. This is so intriguing to me. And I tweeted this out because when I see this report, when you see a report, this is like the, my journalistic mind thinking, my journalism background and, and degree I'm thinking who benefits from dropping this report why would this leak who leaked this and why what do they stand to gain from leaking this and to leak that the twins are open to trading Louisa rise who does that benefit in what way could it benefit anybody and the the main things I came up with are number one you're softening the blow so you're letting the fan base know early hey you know, we're prepared to deal Luis Arise. We're prepared to trade him. And I'll get to the the parameters of trading him and what that would mean for this team. We're open to trading Luis Arise. And we want to let you know early. And we're going to so- try to soften this as much as we can because we know he's a fan favorite. We know he's beloved. We're thinking about it. We're dropping this report. Consider this a warning that it's, it's coming, right? Or that it's very likely to come. Nothing's set in stone. But we are shopping him actively, and the fan base needs to be ready. Let's leak this out. Number two is uh, extension leverage. If you're trying to extend Luis Arise, the number one thing you do in extension leverage is leak that you're trading him. <laughs> that you want, If someone wants to stay, they did this with Buxton. And I don't know if they necessarily like did it strategically, but there were reports emerging that the twins were ready to trade Buxton, if not at the deadline last year, shortly after the season, in the winter, before he signed the extension, which was right around this time. If somebody wants to stay, like Byron wanted to stay in Minnesota, if somebody wants to stay and you're not you're not closing on an extension and you're not coming to a compromise, you float that you might trade them and then they go, "Ooh, I don't want to be traded. I would rather stay. I'll take a lesser figure. That's a, a posturing move. So those are my top two. Like, is it? And then my, number three would be just a nothing burger. It leaked out. It does. It, you know they're open to it. They're open to training anybody. It's not a big deal, and that's absolutely in play here. It could. It could totally be number three because there's nobody. Nobody should be untouchable, right? You're open to training everybody. I think, and you you answer calls. That's your job as a front office. I think it's most likely number one. I do. I think it's most likely that this is a, a softening the blow PR move for the Twins to leak this, and I'm not saying. Dan is getting like duped here or anything like Dan's doing. He's doing a great job. He does his job. He gets these reports. He gets these scoops. He he is amazing. I think there's there's strategy behind these things, though, and especially with the twins who are very, very tight with information, very tight with their info, with with their moves. Like, oftentimes we didn't even hear a peep about Sonny Gray. We didn't hear a peep about Josh Donaldson. We didn't hear a peep about Carlos Correa. These things happen fast. And usually with the twins, they happen quietly. And that's why I think this is so weird with Luis Arise to drop this right now. So think about it. I think about it that way. I think you should too. If you have any other ideas, put them in the comments and let me know what you think or reach out to me on Twitter at ashwalker 9 Let me know. But I think it's softening the blow of a potential trade. So Luis Arise has three years left of team control. And this is something we've highlighted quite a bit so far. I'm going to pull up on YouTube. You can see this is the current depth chart. For the twins, I do not have Kyle Farmer at short because that is bad vibes. We're not putting him at short. We're going to put him on the bench where he belongs. Kyle Farmer is on the bench with Nick Gordon, Kyle Garlick, and, and Trevor Larnick. But when you look at this team, you have Kirloff in left field. Now, they traded away Gio Urshela. You have Polanco at second. Luis Arise is at first. You know you're going to have to cycle Byron Buxton through the DH spot. The main goal in trading Luis Arise, and I, I opened as well that I thought they would trade Jorge Polanco if they were to trade any of them is you have a lot of left-handed bats who can play first base. I think they want Kirilov to play first base. I do. I think they want him to be there. And if that's the case, like they don't want him in left field. They'd rather have him at first. Luis Ariza is then floating. Polanco is, is, is at second. If you want Polanco, he's your second baseman. You know, DH is going to be that rotating door with Buxton, with Larnick, with Kirilov, with Miranda, with Farmer, with Gordon, with a lot of guys. I don't think they're going to have a set DH. So a clear roster... Move here, taking away everything else. You know, from Louis as a person, as a player, what he means to this team. If you're just looking at it from here's our roster, it would be Kirilov to first, which opens up left field for Trevor Larnick or an addition of a right-handed bat like Mitch Haniger. Kirilov to first, you trade Luis Ariz, that opens up the DH spot, and there's more flexibility on the roster. And in tow, Dan Hayes reporting the Twins would get or would be seeking frontline starting pitching in a trade. Of Luis Arise. I love this timing because if you listen to yesterday's show, I went over some some starters I think could be available via trade. And my ultimately my conclusion was I don't know if there's that many great frontline starters available for trade. There are some, like Zach Gallon. Brandon Woodruff, I think maybe. You know, the reports are that he's not available, but you never know. They say guys are not available, they're not trading guys all the time. Woodruff, Gallon, it would have to be someone like that. If they were to package up Luis Arise in a Pablo Lopez deal, I I would be disappointed. And not just, I'm not a Pablo hater. I'm not a Pablo hater. But if you're going to trade Luis to you need to be getting legitimate frontline starting, starting pitching legit. Not a question. If they're a number one, in my mind, they gotta be a a, a bona fide number one starter, not an ace, but a bona fide number one starter. Brandon Woodruff, I think absolutely fits that bill. I don't know if he's an ace, but he's absolutely a frontline number one starter. Has to be somebody like that. I don't think Luis Arise is going to net you a Brandon Woodruff one for one, but he is a very valuable trade chip because he has three years of team control. He just won the batting title. He gets on base. He can play multiple positions. He's a spark plug at the top of any lineup and he can plug right in for a team like the Brewers. They just traded Colton Wong off of second base. You can plug Luis Arise right in at second base for the next three seasons. And Milwaukee's always in this zone of we're not rebuilding. You know we're retooling. We're going to make some changes. That's the type of deal I think you would trade Luis Arise in. But that's just the business part of this. The personal side of this is Luis Arise is awesome and he's beloved. And he, there is not a tw- I've never met a Twins fan who doesn't love Luis Arise. I I never have, and I can't say that about any other Twin really at all. I have not met a Twins fan. So so seldomly do you read or hear or see. Negative things about Luis Rice. its so so seldom, and the reason is he's just—he's a a great baseball player. He's a spark plug, like I said. He's a great clubhouse guy. He's a leadership slash chemistry slash vibes piece of this team that I think a lot of people feel is invaluable, and he's beloved by the fan base by the club. He's beloved, and that's why I think. Perhaps this was a softening the blow move because they know that like if you were to rank the most beloved twins in some order, it's Luis Arise, you know, Byron Buxton. I think Jose Miranda will be one of those guys soon, but it used to be Jose Barrios, Eddie Rosario. Those guys have moved on Nelson Cruz. They're no longer with the team, but if you look at the current team, Arise and Buxton, I think, you know, are the fan favorites. You walk around target field, the jerseys you see, you see 25s and twos a lot of times. That's what you see. You see some 26s for Kepler, but <laughs> I think people have soured on him. Luis Arise is beloved, beloved by almost every corner of this fan base. This front office, I will say, they're not scared to ruffle feathers at all. They are not scared to upset the apple cart whatsoever. My feeling on a Luis Arise trade, again, this is like very strict. I think it's pretty straightforward for me. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because of the the current roster in place, because of my my belief, my cautious belief in Alex Kirilov, my belief in Jorge Polanco bouncing back and having a healthier season, which maybe is naive, but he's been a, a durable force for a long time. My belief that, you know, you could sign a left-handed bat in the outfield to replace Luis Sarais, a Michael Brantley type, to replace him and open up left field for maybe Larnick or for that signing, I would say, it should be a signing. And you're bringing, and most importantly, you'd be bringing back Somebody who's helping you in the rotation. That's that's the most important part of this. Because like I said yesterday, they are in a position where they need a, an impact shortstop. And they need an impact starting pitcher. I think more than anything. They need upside at those two spots. Right now, if you were to look at the whole roster, catcher's just not that big of a deal to me right now. It's just not. I mean, if they sign Christian Vasquez, that's great. I think that would be a, a nice add. If they sign Austin Hedges, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not crazy about catcher. I think they need a high upside player at short. They need a high upside player in the rotation. And I think, you know, the 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 not easiest, but the simplest way to do that is by signing Correa and trading for a frontline starter. And I said that yesterday. So I'm not surprised that they're open to moving in a rise in a deal. Does Luisa Rise have more trade value to the Milwaukee Brewers than than Brooks Lee? That's a question you have to ask. If if Milwaukee were to come to you or Miami or whoever, and they said, Hey, you know, we're willing to do this. We'll let you decide, Brooks Lee or Luis Ariz. How would you react, just hypothetically, as a fan? Would you rather trade six plus years of Brooks Lee or three seasons in arbitration of Luis Ariz? What would you rather do? Brooks Lee's unproven, but he's a global, you know, top thirty to fifty prospect in baseball. Maybe still a shortstop. Luis Ariz, as great as he is, we we highlight the leg problems. They came back this year. You know, he's already had knee surgery. He's had knee problems. He's had, you know hamstring problems. He's had leg issues for how young he is. That's concerning. I also think that the Luis Rise extension train is one I would jump on as well. It de- it just solely depends on what you're getting in return. If you can package Luis Rise and Josh Winder for two years of Brandon Woodruff, that would be really painful, really painful, potentially very rewarding though. And that's that's something that they would have to consider. Or if you package Luis Rise and Brooksley, for Zach Gallen, or Luis Rize and Trevor Larnick and Josh Winder for Zach Gallen. Those types of deals where you're getting an ace in Zach Gallen or a true number one starter in Brandon Woodruff, those are things that this front office is going to consider and especially going to consider because, as I said before, with Carlos Correa, you're telling him, you know, we're committed to winning. We're committed to making risky moves. We're committed to improving this roster. You could argue like pulling Luis Rize off this team Who's the team's best, most consistent hitter? Is that how are you improving the team by doing that? We'll see. I mean, this is going to be so interesting. I think the twins, as always, they have so many different avenues here. Not only at the winter meetings, just in the offseason. They have so many different avenues. They have their their hands, I think, are on so many different things. But it all revolves around Correa to me. The Correa domino has to fall for them. They know that. And for Correa, I think the judge domino has to fall. So I'll be watching closely. I was watching Correa watches turned up to a million after Turner signed just by nature in the shortstop market because it got going, it got moving. But I think I'll really be turned it on, turning it on when Judge signs. When Judge signs, that's when you really pay attention because I think in the next 24 to 48 hours following, you could see Correa get signed too because these teams that lost out will get involved on him and he'll have to make a decision. I think that's... Absolutely the key here. Could Correa sign before Judge? He could. I see Judge signing first. I see Correa signing shortly after. Aaron Judge. That's how I think this is going to go. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. So much going on at the winter meetings. And guess what? We got two more days. And Tuesday should be really fun. I hope Tuesday is just as much fun as Monday was in terms of the rumors and the the off-season hot stove action just sizzling thank you so much for making lockdown twins your first listen today for your second listen today check out lockdown sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only lockdown can provide lockdown sports today available on this app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts on the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day thanks so much more winter meetings coverage coming tuesday have a great day and go twins